the left historians they carried out a campaign against the asi on this issue also now i want to conclude my talk by giving you some idea of what these left historians said in court because what they said in court was so atrocious that it is really amazing that anyone takes these people seriously even today there was an agreement among the left historians and archaeologists that the big four that is arish sharma dn jha romila thapar and irfan habib they will not themselves uh, they will not present themselves in court but they will send their colleagues and students to make statements in court so and you can you imagine the close group they were one of the persons who gave statements in court was supriya verma she had done her phd under shireen ratnagar who also went to court suvira jaiswal's work was done under arish sharma another left historian r thakran was a student of suraj bhan sitaram roy was a pupil of arish sharma and sc mishra did his phd under dn jha so it was just a close group and just to give you some hilarious accounts of what happened in court suvira jaiswal she was a professor at jnu and she said in court that she was an expert in ancient indian history and had come to give evidence in court as a specialist on ancient indian history she said she had not studied whether muslim rulers constructed mosques after destroying temples nor had she read any report on the subject she said she was giving a statement on oath regarding babri mosque without any probe and on the basis of her knowledge she said actually she was giving the statement on the basis of her opinion not knowledge opinion and she says she has not read the babar nama according to her knowledge no evidence was found that could indicate that babri masjid was built after demolishing the ram temple she says no evidence was found and she said i did not study the history of the babar mosque whatever knowledge i gained with this, with respect to the disputed site was on the basis of newspapers and what others told me uh, others told me i mean the left historians report to the nation i along with my companions please listen to this i along with my companions published a pamphlet entitled rajnitik durupyog babri masjid janmabhoomi vivad i prepared this pamphlet from news published in newspapers and after discussions with the medieval expert in my department the court expressed surprise that in this particular case considering the sensitivity of the dispute persons claiming to be experts were making statements without proper investigation research or study instead of helping to create a cordial atmosphere such actions tended to create more complications conflict and controversy this is what the con- court had to say about her she further said it is correct that in her book 
she had written that by the first second century AD, Ram was recognized as an incarnation of Vishnu. That means before the controversy broke out, she did a PhD in which she said Ram was recognized by the first second century AD as an incarnation of Vishnu. And now the 18th uh, scholars, left scholars are saying Ram worship was an 18th, 19th century phenomena, which was against her research, which she was forced to uh, admit. Another person is S.C. Mishra, who teaches in Delhi University. I know it is not good to name people like this, but I think the time has come that we should uh, not be so polite about everything. So, he did his graduation and post-graduation from Allahabad University. In BA, his subjects were history, philosophy, Sanskrit and in MA, ancient history. He said he had done deep study about the Babri mosque. As per his studies, the mosque was built by Mir Baki and that no destruction of any kind had taken place in its construction. According to his studies, there was no evidence of the existence of a temple below Babri Masjid. He said, I have discovered the birthplace of Ram. That birthplace is between Ayodhya Brahmkund and Rishi Mochan Ghat. Now, he, he gave some idea of his knowledge of history. He said that Prithviraj Chauhan was the king of Ghazni. He said in court that Prithviraj Chauhan was the king of Ghazni. And he said Muhammad Ghori was the king of the adjoining area. And he said, I have heard of Jazia, but at the moment I cannot remember why it was levied. <laughs> and I don't think it was levied only on the Hindus. This is in quote a teacher who is teaching history at Delhi University. And then he says, it is wrong to say that Aurangzeb built the Gyan Vyapi mosque after demolishing half of the Vishwanath mosque. That half we already see the back of the Gyan Vapi Mosque, that temple is there if anyone has been there. So, this is, he says, I have read many books written from the time of Babar Nama to 1989. I have read many books from the time Babar Nama was written till 1989 regarding the construction of Babri Mosque. I do not remember the name of any book now. Alright, this is what he says. What did the court say? The court said his statements fail to inspire confidence and lack independent, fair and impartial opinion. This is what the court said. Shirin Musvi. She did her uh, BSc and MSc from Lucknow University and later MA in history as a private student from AMU and she did her PhD from there also. She said, during my studies, I have not come across such evidence or proof of medieval period to suggest that Babri Mosque had been built by destroying a temple. There was an inscription Babri Mosque divided into three parts and this is what she says and the court said that this statement that the inscription was in three parts itself shows that she has no knowledge at all of the subject. Uh, there is more that I do not think I would like to embarrass her. Then there is Sushil Srivastava. He did his BA and MA from Allahabad University in History and Political Science. He completed his PhD after 11 years at a time when Mulayam Singh was the chief minister. You can draw your conclusions. Uh, so, he said, 
from the research carried out by me, I found no evidence regarding the disputed site to suggest that a mosque was built after demolishing a temple. Then please listen to this. Neither I can read or write Persian. I can also not read Arabic language nor can I write it. I have no sound knowledge of Sanskrit. It is correct that my father-in-law helped me in reading and writing uh, the book and in interpreting the Persian language. And he says, I cannot say whether the inscriptions of the Babri mosque were in Persian or Arabic. I have not studied the science of calligraphy. I have not studied the subject of epigraphy. And he says in my book, I have mentioned books which I have actually not read. And you know, then there are people like Suraj Bhan. He says that uh, I am an MA in Sanskrit language. I cannot speak Sanskrit since I have not used it. Since I have not used it for quite some time, I face difficulty in reading it and also in following it. I can only remember that ancient India and early medieval India were not in my course of study and they went as experts. I do not, I did not try to find out what is written in the Ramayana by Tulsi Das. I cannot tell when Indus Valley civilization was discovered. I did not, I am not a specialist in epigraphy and numismatics. I am not a geologist. I am not a student of history. I am not a student, I am not a specialist in architecture. I am not a specialist in sculpture. Epigraphy is also not my field. So, you know, I can go on, but I think that uh, last, I will just give you one more, D. Mandal, he was also very active. He says, I have never visited Ayodhya. I do not have any specific knowledge of the history of Babar's reign. Whatever little knowledge I have about Babar is only that Babar was a ruler of the 16th century. Except for this, I have no knowledge of Babar. Then he says, the communist party issues a red card and I am its holder. It is true that I have no faith in religion. I have no degree or diploma in archaeology. I have acquired knowledge of archaeology. So, it goes on. The thing uh, that has to be noted is that none of these people has is shown to have any expertise, but they were just motivated by their bias that they have to make statements against the temple and they went to any extent to ridicule the whole movement just because they wanted the pro-Babri group to win. Now, as things stand today, the left historians are hoping that the Supreme Court will overturn the verdict of the Allahabad High Court and rule in favor of the masjid, in favor of the masjid, because that is now their last hope. But it is difficult to uh, understand how the Supreme Court can overturn the judgment of the Allahabad High Court, because there is not one evidence that we can find which shows continued Muslim occupation of that site. Whereas, 
all the evidence that we have shows continued Hindu presence. There is no evidence which shows that Hindus were missing from that site for a particular period. Then the point is that the Muslims, they never filed a case in 1949 when the idols were placed inside. And they filed a case just five days before the 12th anniversary of the placement of the idols in the masjid. If they had filed the case five years later, five days later, they would have no case because there is a time limit. Property dispute has to be filed within 12 years. For 12 years, they kept quiet and just five days before that, they filed the case. So, they have actually no attachment to that site. And we all know and even the courts in pre-independent and independent India have said that namaz can be offered anywhere. The mosque is not a sacred place. But Hindu worship is centered around sacred sites and sacred spaces. Now when all these things went against the Babri group, then the left historians came up with the last trump card. That was, what is the proof that Ram was born at that exact spot? They have started saying this, what is the proof? The courts in, from the British period onwards, they have said that it is not the duty of the courts to examine or to subject the belief of the people to scientific or judicial scrutiny. The courts only have to take note of the fact that millions believe it so. So the Allahabad High Court said, we are giving the space under the central tomb to the temple group because millions believe that is the birthplace of Ram. So, I cannot understand uh, what the Supreme Court can do to overturn the verdict of the High Court. But as concerned citizens, I feel that what we can do is to popularize the weakness of the Babri case and the duplicitous role that some academics have played for 20 years. Because there is an archaeologist called K.K. Mohammed. He was with the ASI and he has written his autobiography. Very recently his autobiography has come out. And in that he says, there was a very serious thinking among Muslims that let us hand over this site to the Hindus because it means so much to them. And it doesn't mean much to us. He said, at that moment, left historians entered the fray and they convinced the Babri group that you have a very strong case and we will fight your case. And the intervention of the left historians made the Babri group change its mind and say, yes, we will fight it. So this is a very painful case, case of academics doing such harm to the amity between communities, to the social fabric of this country. And you know, Ayodhya has been one issue which has caused so much tension between communities for the last two, three decades. So, uh, I can only end by saying that academics should be very conscious of their responsibility to society. It is important for them to present facts as they are and not to deliberately distort them. 
and now when every distortion of theirs has come to light and been proven they owe at least an apology to the country thank you